0: You found it! A Scoop of Life is a podcast produced by Square One World Media and features Cheryl Coop as host and storyteller. Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Cheryl Coop and I am thankful that you have taken time to listen. This is the second year of my weekly podcast, and each episode is a mix of one of my personal stories music from a variety of Canadian artists and concludes with a brief spiritual insight. I hope that as you listen, you not only enjoy the episode, but sense God's deep love for you and how your story can intersect with His. The title of this episode is A Camping Surprise. Sometimes you can't predict what will happen at camp. The first year I was employed as a full-time minister to youth in the inner city, we as a group of staff decided that we would take the youth out to a camp for at least a week during the upcoming summer. However, we had no idea where to take inner city teens for a week of camp, and so put out the word that we were looking for a camp. Within a few weeks, another organization in the city contacted us and invited us to come to their camp, located two hours north of the city, on the edge of a creek and just a little ways from a large lake with a beautiful sandy beach. We were so excited that our plans to take teens out of the city to spend a week at camp were now a reality. I could hardly contain my excitement at witnessing how God had brought all the details together in such a way that seemed like a perfect fit for us as staff and for the teens who would join us when the time came to let the teens know of the opportunity to attend camp for a week. So many were interested that we felt badly we could not offer more weeks and said that we would have to honor the first-come, first-served rule on who could attend. The girls in my club wanted to ensure each one of them could come, and so they lobbied their parents or guardians to register as soon as possible so they could attend. I was thrilled at their enthusiasm and knew that if they all came— we would have the time of our life. When all was said and done, all but two of the club girls were registered and we began to plan what our week would look like while at camp. The girls had lots of suggestions and we tried to implement as many as possible with a few surprises thrown in. The week of camp came up faster than expected, and before we knew it, we were heading out of the city in our 40 Conaline van with so much luggage, it looked like we were going away for a year instead of just a week. Upon arrival at the camp, we were warmly welcomed by the camp director and staff, given a short tour of the place, and then were taken to our cabin, which would serve as our home for the next seven days. Once inside the cabin, we began to giggle and giggle at how not only we were at camp, but we were all going to be sleeping together in the same place for six whole nights, something we had never done before. After each girl chose their bunk bed and put bedding on it, we headed out of the cabin to enjoy a supper meal, together with the boys from our neighborhood and the other teens on site. At the supper meal, the girls and boys were overwhelmed with how much food there was, how delicious the meal was, and were very thrilled when they learned they could have seconds, not only of the meal, but of dessert as well. The evening program consisted of singing camp songs, playing some silly games, a short spiritual talk, and then enjoy making s'mores around a bonfire. It was so heartwarming to see my girls and boys respond to each new experience with wide eyes and smiles, some exhibiting a bit of shyness I had not seen before, but participating nonetheless. As the days went on, the times of playing in the lake, canoeing along the nearby creek, trying out archery, making different items to take home during the craft hour, and evening chapel times, not only did our girls and boys connect well, but they started making friends with the other teens at camp. I was almost like a proud mom watching this all unfold. On the third night, after chapel, there was a bonfire time, and then we headed off to bed. Just as I and the girls were dropping off to sleep, there was a banging on the wall of our cabin. At first, it seemed like it was the wind. However, when I looked out the window, I could see the air was still, and there was no wind. Slowly, each of the girls started to sit up in their bunks and question me as to what I thought the banging was. I replied, it must have been a branch of a tree hitting the cabin, and we should go back to bed. Just as the girls and I settled into our beds once more, the banging happened again, and this time it was quite loud, and so loud and hard, in fact, that it made the windows rattle. Some of the girls screamed, and others asked me once again what was making the banging noise. I assured them we didn't need to worry, and I would check it out by looking out the windows. Well, just as I was about to head to one of the windows, one of the girls let out a blood-curdling scream, ran over to my bed, and jumped into it pointing at the window near her bunk. As I settled my gaze on where she was pointing, I saw a large, dark, furry head with eyes that seemed to glow, and upon seeing this, I felt my heart starting to race. I then advised the girls that we should put some furniture by the door as I suspected that we had a bear outside of the cabin and it was pouncing on the walls of it. As soon as I said the word bear, not only did the screaming start but so did the racing to my bed on the part of almost every girl in the cabin. There I was looking at my bunk with six girls huddled together on it all wide-eyed and begging me to come and sit in the middle of them so they could hang on to me. I obliged and then reminded them and the other two girls not on the bed that we didn't need to fear and that I was sure we would be okay as the bear would not be able to get into the cabin, but perhaps make it uncomfortable for us for a while. Just as I finished trying to calm them down, not only did the banging happen again, but so did the grunting sounds of what seemed to be a bear. We huddled. I prayed for peace and protection. And then finally, when all was quiet, I looked out the window, but saw no large bare body anywhere. After a few hours, every single girl had made her way back to her bunk and was asleep. I, however, was wide awake and needed to do some deep breathing before I too was able to fall asleep. When the morning came, I headed out of the cabin before any of the girls were awake to see if I could see any paw prints around or on the cabin. None were to be found, and just as I was about to go back into the cabin, there was a tap on my left shoulder, and as I turned around to see who or what it was, there was a large, dark, furry body with eyes that seemed to glow. I was so terrified I was unable to breathe, never mind scream. Once I took a second look, I began to laugh and laugh and laugh, There beside me stood someone in a gorilla suit, who seemed to be enjoying this moment as well. I started to pound the chest of the gorilla and asked who it was. The person inside revealed themselves by taking off the head of the gorilla suit, and there stood the director of the camp. I could hardly breathe as I was laughing and snorting so loud the director joined me in my laughter, and then came his confession, that he had been the one that visited our cabin the night before and had done the banging on the walls. Although so surprised and delighted by his creativity, mixed with a bit of anger for scaring my girls as he did, I asked what in the world was the reason for doing what he did. His explanation? He found that once the teens became comfortable at camp— Often some of them would try to sneak out at night for a variety of reasons, and some often led to behavior that was not helpful to them or to the rest of the campers. As a result, he found that if he gave the teens a good scare at night, it reduced the number of them who would want to sneak out. Wow, I'd never heard of such a creative way to keep teens in their cabin but he had directed camps for inner-city teens for several summers and said this approach was a winner, so he was sticking with it. When I returned to the cabin, I got each of my girls up and ready to face the day. I kept the reason for the banging to myself and chuckled a little at how I was so terrified one moment and then laughing until I could hardly breathe the next. At breakfast, the girls heard from all the other campers of a similar experience in their cabins the night before, and all agreed that leaving their cabins at night was not a good idea. For the rest of the week, no one snuck out at night, and when the week was done, all my girls cried and did not want to leave the camp, even though one night had been extremely terrifying for them. Before leaving camp, the director not only came to say goodbye to each of the girls, but confessed that he had been the one who had banged on the cabin walls wearing a gorilla suit. Thankfully, they all possessed enough of a sense of humour to enjoy his confession and let him know they were impressed with his ingenuity. The song Manitoulin by Cassie Tyres celebrates being in the great outdoors and seemed fitting for this episode. Cassie lives in northwestern Ontario and is a fabulous singer-songwriter who loves Jesus Christ. <laughs>
1: Sitting on the dock here, in man, it's too late. Watching that. the best part
0: How do you tell people around the world about Jesus?
1: There are screens everywhere, on televisions, computers, tablets, and phones. And even before kids know how to read, they know how to click the buttons to play their favorite shows. Online, on air, or in print, media reaches people of all ages, any time and any place. Shouldn't you have a message worth sharing?
0: To help us spread the gospel, visit squareoneworldmedia.com. Our week at camp was a mix of so many different experiences and was such a lovely time to hang out with the girls from my club. We laughed, we cried, we screamed, we expressed gratitude for one another, we hung out together, we learned new things, we made new friends, and above all, were able to enjoy the beautiful outdoors that God has created. Even though we had somewhat of a scary experience, it was one that bonded us in a way that up until then, nothing had And once the who behind the experience was known, there was great laughter. In the Bible, in the book of Proverbs, chapter 17, verse 22, it says, A cheerful heart is good medicine, but a broken spirit saps a person's strength. Thankfully, we left camp with very cheerful, laughter-filled hearts. Where can you and I add some cheer or laughter to the lives of others? Thank you for listening, and I hope you come back each week to hear another episode. To keep in touch, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and the website www.ascoopoflife.com, which is spelled A-S-K-O-O-P-O-F-L-I-F-E, not with a C like in a scoop of ice cream, but with a K as in my nickname, Scoop. I would love to hear from you your thoughts on the podcast, any questions you may have, or things you would like me to pray about for you.